Bidday! Welcome to Polity More. I'm Nate. I'm Steven. And this is the show where we typically talk about Dungeons & Dragons, but for the upcoming few weeks, we will be having a discussion about the new episodes that of Legends of The Legend of Vox Machina, which will be released weekly on Amazon Prime. Yep. So for those of you who aren't familiar with The Legends of Vox Machina, it's actually an American adult animated fantasy streaming television series produced by Critical Role Production, Titmouse Inc., and Amazon Studios. It premiered on Amazon Prime on the 28th of January. Uh, the first three episodes dropped. It is actually based on Campaign 1 of the Dungeons & Dragons web series Critical Role. Uh, this series stars Laura Bailey, Talison Jeffy, Ashley Johnson, Matthew Mercer, Liam O'Brien, Marisha Ray, Sam Regal, and of course Travis Willingham. All of them coming back to play their roles from Critical Role's first campaign. So, let's just jump right into it, okay? Episode 1. Wow! Holy shit! It, it's uh, it's it's this show is beyond amazing, and right off the bat in the first episode, I I, I did catch the 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 spoilers before that where mm-hmm. they introduced this amazing. There was like a tease, the red band trailer, right? They introduced this amazing party, and then all of them immediately die, and they have to find the next best thing. Yeah, which is Vox Machina. It's part of their trailer, a teaser trailer. The Red Band trailer, yeah. Yeah. But the amazing thing about that party was that it kind of looked like the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, I I have a feeling it's a bit of a... I don't think it's a mocking, but rather it's a... It's kind of like a... It's like an homage, like a a playful nod, a tip of the hat to, to the Fellowship of the Ring, which is obviously one of the most famous fantasy adventuring parties. Yeah. Right? And... Especially when that old wizard, old <laughs> yeah. wizard guy says, "You shall not," and then yep. immediately my head goes to pass, right? Yeah. But yeah. So this we follow on to the next part. I really love the the play on words when they were when I think it was Surfins who was talking. Who else are we gonna have? You know, the Torian butchers were butchered, the Death Dealers are dead, and the murder hobos were murdered. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it's just. I mean, I just love it. I mean, it's just it's, so funny and... And the f- I, I believe this might actually be the first piece of media that I've ever watched with the term murder hobos in it. <laughs> so I really love that a lot. Yeah. Okay, the wonderful thing about this show, I mean, at this... I'm, I mean, okay, I'm talking maybe a bit more general. It's a bit like a real, a real Dungeons & Dragons game when you have your friends where you know, a lot of this nonsense are just happening on the table. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. And... and it's part of the show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best thing is that we have we are already so used, us being major Critical Role fans, mm-hmm. all the critters out there as well, are already so used to watching this party's antics. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about the real-life a- actors, their antics. So for it to be translated into Campaign 1, yeah. and then from there translated into an animated format, yeah. that is just amazing. Yeah. And I think straight off the bat, they to me, they really follow through with this 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 whole idea where when it comes to everything else they can be nonsensical can be funny can be very meta yes but when it comes to the main plot 
it's so deep and it's, it's so uh, it powerful. is so rich. Yeah. They they get right to it. And Matt Mercer said it perfectly because in the campaign you're always following the perspective of the party. Oh, yes. With this animated series you get to actually go into the different perspectives, especially those of the antagonists. But we'll get into that a bit later. Yeah. Because this happens in the end of episode two. Yeah. Right? L- let's just say a few things that we liked from episode one first. Yep, yep. Right off the bat, right? So I also love the bar brawl. Oh, that's a that's a, a fantastic uh, opening, especially for every D and D campaign has to start uh, from a bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I love it that they are already an established party, but they still start in a bar. Yes, you know, yeah. it is a it's my favorite D and D trope, and I've used it countless times. And I love that they reused it into the animated series. Yeah. In fact, although I am a DM, I remember. I think I was playing I mean I was running my first, very first game I was telling myself hmm maybe I shouldn't start a tavern for this new right, yeah. but at the same time I told myself no it has to it's a culture it's a tradition we are also major fans of cliche yeah and it's a tra- tra- tradition I think for anyone who just started off D&D it is a very easy tool yeah. and I love it yeah it's amazing I love it so much <laughs> I use it I overuse it and abuse it more like that more it's often a, than not I would say <laughs> But it's fine. It works, and I'm s- I'm so glad it's in the animated version. Me now. too. Yeah. I'm so incredibly happy for that. So also with the Vax, somebody's coming to attack him, and him just flirting with them. <laughs> yeah, that is <laughs> such a Vax things to do, man. Yeah, and Grog just cutting hit the the guy's hand. I I mean, well, I mean the he did say Torian did say he would lend a hand, so. Not Torian, I believe. <laughs> but he did say he would lend a hand and he ended up giving them a hand. <laughs> I mean, that's Vox Machina, actually. That is Vox Machina, man. Yeah. In a nutshell. Uh, it is so amazing to see these characters that I've been watching. I had been watching for years mm-hmm. be, in an, be in an animated... Because, let's face it, any critter who has watched Critical Role, mm-hmm. especially in Campaign 1 way back when, has always imagined someday that there will be an animated series and it's finally here. Yeah. I mean, the last time when the only thing we got last time was the the book and the fan art. That's right. Yes, that's the closest thing we've ever got. To Which animation. is amazing, definitely. Uh, but crazy amazing. But this is an animated series. It's yeah. a whole different thing altogether. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's <sighs> so amazing. And the, all the little things that they add in, like pi- no, no, like Vex and Vex fighting against that one enemy, both attacking at the same time, and then being the twins saying, "I had them." At the same time. Yeah. It's yeah. so... such, And then Percy just chilling. Not wanting to, not get, wanting involved. to get involved. Exactly. And then Grog stumbling onto him. Yeah. Uh, and it's a tavern in a city. Scanlan wasn't there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. So the, all the things. So Scanlan was somewhere doing his Scanlan thing. Yeah. And when that lupine figure went to attack Keyleth, she just pukes in his mouth. Yeah. That's <laughs> such a Keyleth thing, man. Yeah. And oh, when Percy finally starts to get into the battle, what's the first thing that happens? Misfire. Misfire, yeah. Oh, I can't it remember is so many times in the game where right, It is so amazing, man. <laughs> and I love it that they actually managed to... Uh, it's because... Okay, let's face it. When it comes to D&D, combat takes hours yes. most of the time. Yeah. And now they have to shorten it to like, what, a minute, two minutes? Yeah. And they did it so amazingly, so perfectly. Yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy. And the battles yeah. all throughout the first three episodes were all amazing. Yeah. 
We'll get to that definitely. Definitely, I, we'll get to yeah. this. Um, this battle was cool. The other um, battles were amazing. The first battle is an introduction to like, who they are. And yeah, their character. And of course, the introduction, the f- real... This is a pre-introduction. Yeah. The real introduction happened like... This is a sneak peek. Sneak peek, yeah. Yeah, sneaky peek. In, in that song. Oh, that my goodness, very yes. Very first song, right? No, no, but before that, we get to see Matt Mercer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, Matt Mercer. Yeah, not think Pete. <laughs> yeah, an animated form of Matt Mercer is in this world. <laughs> I, I love it, though. Yeah. I mean, okay, I mean, I doubt that they're going to listen to this, but... The, to 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 all the power to all the powers that be in charge of this series, please protect that boy. <laughs> Don't let anything happen to animated Matt, because it would break my heart. <laughs> he is so cute, man. I have a feeling uh, there will be random NPCs, and they're all gonna look like Matt. Well, no, I hope it's so just far, this one though. There's already two or three. Well, it, they kind of look like Matt. This one is Matt. <laughs> you know? And I love that so much. That NPC pops up in every scene possible whenever they're in Iman. And it is so amazing. Please, please protect that boy. Oh my goodness. I want him to be... You know what? Even just hire him to be uh, one of the one of the people looking after Grayskull Keep. Which, of course, I doubt it's going to be called Grayskull Keep in the animated series. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, they, I, I mean, they didn't mention anything yet. I highly doubt it's going to be yeah. called Grayskull Keep, right? Of They're course. going to get a lawsuit from the masters of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> so and anyway, the introduction song. Oh yes, Grog being the buffoon, the dull-witted one. There's Vex and Vex, but Scanlan doesn't know which is which. There is Keyleth, and. You get to, oh. something about safari. I remember yeah, magical safari. Keyleth the Ashari brings on the magical safari. The rhyme, you see, yeah. And then there is, of course, there is Percy. Uh huh. Then there is Pike. Like Pike. You see Pike, who is obviously. And then when this Our is the healer, most scanlan. Yeah. This is the most scanlan thing ever. When he comes to himself, he breaks it down and he continues. You know, the man with the big fat with the big fat hand. <laughs> Purple hand. The, yeah, big fat purple hand, all that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Scan man, man. Y- yeah. <sighs> that is the most scanlan thing that could ever happen. I mean, him talking about himself. Yep. And requiring everybody else to kind of shut him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Oh my goodness. And then they get right into it. And yeah. you get to see the amazing voice work, like... The people who played Alora, who played Kima, who yeah. played uh, Tel- uh, Uriel. Yeah. And of course, there's Creek there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. First I- of all, let me say, Stephanie Beatriz as Kima. Oh. I never thought of it, but when it was announced, I thought, what? If as l- I thought to myself, as long as she does it closer to Rosa Diaz and less like Mirabel, <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> I mean, she knows how to play Rosa Diaz. Of c- I mean, of She's course she knows how to play Rosa Diaz. Badass, you know. Yeah, and as long as she plays it close to Rosa Diaz, that version of Kima is going to be yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I mean, in the interview in the YouTube, uh, she did say very clearly, oh yeah, she knows how to play badass. Being a badass is not about what you say. It's about it's taking up space. and Yeah, it's not about how big you are. Yeah. It's about, yeah. It's about how much space you want to take. Yeah, and yeah, she nails it, man. Yeah. And also Indira playing Lady Alora. Oh, perfect voice. Yeah, I really love her voice actually. It's, she, it's, she's this amazing, yeah. Regality. Yes. In there's that this voice. cadence of 
nobility in it. Yeah. Yeah, more so than reg- regality. It's like a noble voice. I guess so, And yeah. of course, you come to Uriel Teldore. Shikasta. Shikasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I mean, there's a campaign two jokes. But. Yeah, but, oh man, his voice is so amazing. Everything he does just oozes with that personality and that sexiness, man. Yeah. So, after that, this scene. That, that's when they go onto the airship to the shale steps. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then as they go through the shale steps, you can... Oh, yeah, that family in the shale steps, right? That is such an important moment. That is very Vox Mark, Very Matthew Mercer story that's, writing. Yeah. You know what is very Vox Machina? Them looking for clues, the first thing Keyleth does is talking to a tree. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we have to find we have to find the good people and get like information from them. Yeah, I'm gonna ask a tree. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like ah, oh, Kiki. I I miss that so much, man. I re- yeah, as oh, I really do miss <laughs> these characters so much. Yeah, they are oh. And Scanlan just talking nonsense. Yeah, Mister Fisherman. If that is really <laughs> indeed your real name. <laughs> and you meet like basically the mother of the whole group which is Vex yes the, she is the one that's directing everybody towards <laughs> yeah. sanity yeah <laughs> well at least close to it well for now for now yeah. she has her moments but that's <laughs> later in the campaign yeah I also love Pike's blessing on the house oh yeah, yeah. the Everlight will bless this home it gives me a very it was in that it's like that scene in Princess Bride mm-hmm. where the priest was getting marrying the two. I I don't think you've watched Princess Bride, right? No. Nope. Yeah. So uh, whoever's watching, whoever anyone in the audience who's watched Princess Bride, you know the scene I'm talking about. Marriage brings the best out of people. It's such an Ashley Johnson thing to do because she has referenced that in episodes of Critical Role at least I want to say three times. Oh really? She's done that for sure. <laughs> and with the whole, everything will be tip-top. Yep. It's such an Ashley Johnson thing to do. Yeah. And oh my goodness, I'm in love with her voice. Ashley Johnson is such an amazing voice actress. And whenever she does Pike, it just... It's re- perfect, right? Yeah. It reminds me of th- when I first watched Critical Role. Yeah. And Travis as Grog as well. Yeah. <sighs> those, are, like, those were the two voices that just makes... Campaign one for me, I feel right. for me personally, but all of them are amazing, right? With yeah. Liam and his Vax, yeah. I mean, <sighs> well, moving on, I guess with the uh, first episode, right? Uh, so that family, the kids, yeah. right? Voiced by the amazing Maximilian Rigo and Zoe O'Brien, yeah. Ah, oh, they're they're gonna have a bright future in voice and voice acting. I feel like they did so well, and they're just kids, man. I I mean. I suppose is the f- I mean genetic probably helps as well. <laughs> uh, of course, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. if you look at it, one of them, their father is such an amazing like Shakespearean monologue person, and the other's father is Emmy award winning Sam Regal. That's right. Yeah, Sam so, Regal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, they those kids did amazing. Honestly speaking, and I love that. I love that Liam and Sam actually pulled the kids into this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think that's what they always wanted. Cause I had in, even in the inter- interview, 
they hope this goes long enough that Ronin will be can can be part of it. Definitely, yes. Uh, from I Laura. Hope. Yeah. Also, it will be cool if Critical Role goes on for another like ten to fifteen years and then Ooh, they yeah. become the next generation. Critical Role the next generation. Yes, exactly. I wonder who's gonna be the Picard. <laughs> Okay, so the story moved on from finally from the village and then the whole conversation about coins, the magic in the hand, the coins. Yep. And then move on. The, I mean, what the, the daughter of the family was pointing to, to the mountain where something huge crashed into the tree. Yeah, it was flying above the tree. Yeah, and, and they went up there, explored the place. They, they were tracking them down and the track went airborne and then finally landed and became human again. Yeah. Which is where they... Well, Vex had her primeval awareness ping. Yeah. And that's when the goat appeared. Mm-hmm. The tiny little goat. And a bit of... And uh, immediately splattered all over the floor when que- when when Brimscythe appears. Yeah. And... Oh, by the way, in case you've missed... We, ca- we forgot to mention this, but heavy spoilers for all three episodes. I Yeah, I was thinking of that, but decided, why don't we continue first and then we add that in at the front. <laughs> we, we can do that. I will yeah. add it in the front, definitely. But uh, we forgot about it until now because we were just so excited to talk about all the episodes. Yeah. And I think if you guys are listening to this point, yeah, you kind of know if we forget. But, but don't worry. Okay, come, on, you- <laughs> come on. Come on. Who hasn't watched? Which critter hasn't watched the first three episodes? Like, honestly. That's right. Yeah. Right? Okay. So the battle with Brimscythe. Oh, man. Amazing. The way they run away. Uh, but my favorite moment is actually Brim, uh, Brimsaf's moment. Yeah, the last... The, the last the, definitely. Bit, yeah. That last bit. But, okay, we'll get we'll get into that. But the psychology of the fight of the party, Vex immediately sees the dragon being like and wants to bail, right? Yep. Because... All of them wanted to bail. No, Grog. Except for Grog. Because that's yeah. Grog. Oh, that's what I'm going to bring out. It's Grog. Yeah. He's going to fight a dragon there. A dragon being there is incentive for him to fight. Yeah. Because he's Grog. He's not going to back down from a fight. No, Grog doesn't back down from a fight. Yeah. Oh, and th- that's, it rings so true to the character. And I love it so much. Actually, that's a point that I want to bring up. But I thought I want to bring it up. I might as well bring it now, right? Because We can talk about it again later. Yeah, anyway, so. like from the character itself feels so alive because I feel the voice actors know exactly who are these characters. The designers of these characters know exactly the di- the director of this show know exactly who these characters are because you know it's it's them it's Vox Machina it's, it's their their yeah, own characters exactly they were these the cast were these characters for what five years yeah and everybody else got they got like what three two to three hundred hours worth of maybe four hundred even hours worth of documentation yeah. to try and make these characters as real as possible. Yeah. <sighs> and so much resources, of course, it's going to be yeah. real and true to character. And it's being created by the people who were doing these characters. Yeah. But I, I really have to say an amazing job. What a job well done for these characters being as true to the character as they were. Because, of course, when it comes from Critical Role being an RPG show, Mm-hmm. an RPG stream online going towards an animated series of course things are going to change and things yeah. did change of course yeah. the storyline is not exactly the same but yeah. you know if you want exactly the same go watch Critical Role you know yeah yeah, yeah right I, I, I love that they are changing it enough to keep it interesting 
for the crit- the veteran critters as well. Yeah, exactly. And I know for me, going into these, whenever I watch something Critical Role, especially when I rewatch Critical Role, mm-hmm. right? And because everybody does that, <laughs> I look forward to those parts that. I look forward to the parts that I know were amazing, and whenever it comes to those parts, I always l- remember the first time watching it how enthralled I was, and now I get to watch this party. In a whole brand new area of firsts. And that is amazing. And right off the bat, the first big bat being a dragon. I love that so much. Because it has such major implications for everyone who knows for for what Critical Role is going to be. But also because we never got to see this part of the on the stream. Exactly. Yeah. And I love that we get to see be a part of it now. Yeah. And Brim Scythe, man. What amazing you see Pike throwing up that shield or I believe it was yeah that shield and then him noticing it and immediately redirecting you see his eyes move and redirects his lightning blast at the rock formation behind them to just knock them out using the rocks from the top right exactly yeah like a rock fall and avalanche kind of thing and just yeah. seal them in yeah and <sighs> these little details is something that oh my goodness it's, it, it only, I, I feel it only happened when Either you are a very smart li- writer that have been thinking a lot about dragons Definitely, or yeah. you've been playing as a dragon yeah. before and thinking, oh, I'm a majestic dragon. I know these guys are using a shield. I'm an intelligent freaking dragon. And I'm an yeah, intelligent being. Yeah. Not just intelligent, you're highly intelligent. Exactly. And oh, it's that kind of details. I love it. I mean, it's... And, n- yeah. and especially for Krieg because like spoilers for Critical Role as well. Matthew Mercer did ever mention that each of the Chroma Conclave was supposed to represent a different side of dragon, mm. right? So you have Thordak who was like the main leader yeah. and everything. Then you had Umbrasil who was sheer power. Yeah. And Vorugal was sheer sheer bestiality. Yes. Yeah. Who was more kind of less cerebral in a sense yes. and more mm. brute force. Yeah. You have Raishan. Who Obviously, is who cunning. is the mastermind of yeah. everything, right? One of my favorite villain ever. Right? And she yeah. is the one who really just plans everything together. Yeah. And then you have Brimsythe, who is the tactics. Yes. That's why, he, yeah. that's why he's a general. Yeah. And that's how he can overcome these. And I love seeing that tacticality, the battle tactics in display against Vox Machina. Yeah. Especially because right now they are an inexperienced troop. Yeah. And of course, of course, a dragon and probably an at, at least an adult blue dragon yeah. who's a general in Iman will have the tactics to overcome yeah. a, a party like Vox Machina. Of course, yeah. And I love that so much. I love the details in a sense. Yeah. It's, and, it's perfect. And yeah. everything they do, they, they, they kind of try and tie it back to Dungeons and Dragons with, 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 primeval awareness from Vax. Yeah. From Vax, rather. And then you see all the bardic nonsense from Scanlan. Yeah. And then Pike healing... Pike healing Grog. And then healing Faint because she probably ran out of slots. Yep. And then going back into town and not being able to heal the little boy because she's out of spell slots, probably. It's going to be very difficult to explain to a general audience what these things are but the way they did it makes so much sense for people like us who are playing Dungeons and Dragons we recognize these these little things yeah 
Uh, no, but, but I think must credit to them that I think for general audience as well, it makes sense in the sense no, that... No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, 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 it's... For us, we're like, oh, we're going to draw it back to Dungeons and Dragons. But for general audience, they'll right. be like... Okay, okay, yeah. General audience will be like, oh, yeah. yeah. She, she's tired because she used so much magic. Right. Yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. oh, Vex studied dragons. That's why she has that ping in her head. But we know she studied dragons and that's how she got primeval awareness. Yes. And yes, the, yeah. she used spell slots. I, that's what I'm saying. It's so cool that they're able to do both. Yeah. yeah. Explain to gener- generic audiences who have never played Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. and kind of make it make sense for these people mm. and for us who, us nerds who have played Dungeons and Dragons make it so that we know yeah. mechanically what's happening yeah and it's it, and I, I love that it works both ways and it did it so brilliantly definitely yeah, and it comes up a lot throughout the whole first three episodes as well yeah and of course the ending of the episode you just see after they're not able to heal that boy you just mm-hmm. see Scanlan plucking away He's already uh, that's 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 so scary, man. Mm-hmm. He's already moving on to the next. He he knows what he has to do. Yep. And then Vex is, what the hell are you doing? And he just says, thinking of a rhyme for dead dragon. Oh man, yeah. I I think from s- episode one that final scene is really my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this question: What is your favorite scene in the whole uh, episode, one? episode one? For me, will be this because for because. I think it's so Vox Machina where they get really riled up. They get so involved in the life of the people around them. And this in this, in this case is the boy. Right. And they couldn't save that boy. They saw the whole village got destroyed and they couldn't do anything. And and they just get this crazy look at their in their eyes where they're, yeah. we know they're going to just fuck shit up. Yep. And, and yeah, and I think that's the story of Vox Machina. I, I see so many times where something happened and they just get finally get their act together right yeah one, I think one of my favourite scenes is definitely the one that pulled out to me was the dragon with the rocks Ro- Pike oh, using the shield yeah, and the dragon oh, Brimside just fantastic. blasting the rocks yeah. definitely that was one of my favourite scenes that is an amazing scene yeah, I mean definitely. it's me so for those of you who are familiar with the polity you know every scene is my favourite scene and so I have multiple <laughs> yeah. favourite scenes I love Keyleth talking to the tree I love uh, yeah. Grog burping mm-hmm I love Scanlan and his song. My lady's love, like uh, my lady's rose, I will pluck. And now I love, it's time for us to, you know, I love yeah. all that. <sighs> it's just every single part of it is so amazing. They're intro- like when you get to see Matt Mercer as a character, that's also another one of my favorite scenes. Of Even course, though it's a yeah. nothing, it's a throw, it's a yeah, whatever thing. I love it so much. But yeah, I think it's down to really... I really think it's down to definitely that last scene where they find oh, their purpose, yeah. where they find yeah. their morals and yeah. they know what they have to do yeah. and the dragon in the battle. Brimsythe being just a genius. I mean, of course, he's a doctor. Oh, yep. <laughs> Moving on. Took uh, you long enough. <laughs> Moving on, episode two. Episode two. Right off the bat, you see the Imon soldiers starting to make camp. That's right, yeah. And Felicia Day. Yeah. Oh, Felicia Day. You know, being the captain of Imon yeah. right For there. For Imon. For Imon, yes. Yeah. But my one of my favourite lines from there was General Creek being the sneaky, snarky bastard that he is, being a dragon, being mm-hmm. so vain yeah. that he dare says things like, a storm is blowing through tonight. That is, yeah, and I think that's the part of 
a dragon that is so charismatic, yep. so intelligent, is so sarcastic and so vain, vain and yeah, egocentric. The yes. fact that he can say all these things. And to be okay, here's the thing, right? It's like if you really think about it, who is he making that joke for? Himself. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> I think I might be a dragon. <laughs> Although, because only I laugh at my own jokes. I make it for myself. <laughs> I think, you know, when it comes to our D&D party, John and myself, I mean, once again, shout out to John. Hola, Juanito. <laughs> yeah, so John and myself are like dragons. We make jokes nonstop for us and ourselves alone. It doesn't matter who gets them. We make them and we're happy about it. Definitely, we're like Brimsythe. Okay, so... Episode 2, right? After that, you get to... Okay, here's the thing. This is where Krieg was trying to lure all of Iman's soldiers out mm-hmm. so that he can take them down. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to decimate the... And this is, again, a not to critical role, decimate. Tellison Jeffy has pointed out before that he can't remember whether decimate is to take down a thing by 10% or to leave it with 10%. Oh, yeah. But decimation is to take out 10%, right? Yeah. And it's, it's him slowly trying to decimate each, like, the waves of soldiers so that Iman will be left defenseless. Yep. And so that when the Chroma Conclave rolls by, it'll be so much easier for them. Yeah. And I love that. That's all the tactics again. Y- yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's that amazing. That is the tactics yeah. of a blue dragon, man. That's a good insight. Yeah. It's, yeah, all, it's all about tactics. Oh, I love that so much. And I think that's the reason why they, they send him out first. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, okay, it's probably because... Vorugal and Umbrasil don't have the wherewithal to be a general in the army. Of course, yeah. They have the brute force, but they don't have the the Definitely, skill set. Yeah. So, and Raishan needs to be pulling the strings. Yes. And Raishan she, probably knows that she shouldn't be the first. And also, she's diseased. Yeah. So, it might be easier. You know, like, I'm, I'm trying to like... But, so, it really makes sense for Brimsythe to go out first. Mm, yeah. Right? Definitely. And also, I think it's because, if I'm not mistaken... Brimsythe in the campaign was an adult dra- adult blue dragon mm-hmm. and the rest are of course ancient black ancient dragons. Right, yeah. So he is the lowest of the totem pole. Yeah, so he has to do all the grunt work. <laughs> yeah, but again, no, but to be honest, that was amazing inside the tactics. Yeah. A portion. But can you imagine uh, yeah. having a, a a bad guy troop where your weakest member is an adult blue dragon? <laughs> I I mean I've never been I can't imagine it I've been I've never been part of the Chroma Conclave. Yeah, I mean I, I, I can't imagine it either. I've never been part of a group. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys are great. <laughs> so okay. So then we get to the opening title sequence. This Finally. is the first this yeah. is the first time you see in episode two, right? Because that's how most things go, right? You have the pilot episode mm-hmm. where you don't have the title sequence and I think that was a that was kinda cool. I so, think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Episode okay. Here's the thing. The the threads of the fate touch with the raven flying through all of Vox yeah, Machina. Yeah. That is so campaign one, man. It's Okay. To, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Right. When I first watch it, I just like, oh cool, Raven, Raven Queen, you know, and the Fate Touch. Yeah, they're gonna be Okay, this is a spoiler for really campaign one as well. Definitely. They're, they're going spoilers, to yeah. major sleep spoilers, right? They're gonna be with gods and all that. Until we watch it a second time, just like before this, no, I recording. watched it. I knew I saw it from the beginning. Like the first time I watched it, I was, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. 
I saw the raven flying through with the fake touch threads and going through everyone and I was like, I hope this doesn't go through Vex. Like, haha, you know. It, like, I was laughing to myself, like, Brimsythe, you know, yeah. make a joke for yourself. And then, at the end, where the final scene where the, the raven brings the thread straight through and you see the yeah. green eyes, I was staring at it. I didn't want to pause it because I want to get to the yeah. episode. Yeah. I didn't, I was just staring at it and I was like, oh, green eyes, is that Vecna? Yeah, so all this came to... I I recognised as Vecna, but I just recognised that is the raven... In this scene, in the opening sequence, really about uh, the threats of the Raven Queen pulling yes. them all together yes. to fight against Vecna. Yes. I mean, I didn't I didn't realise it until we stopped and think about it. Because I didn't, I didn't stop and think about it because the show is so exciting. Exactly, right? yeah. But we and did this on yeah. our second watch around, which was right before we turned on this podcast, right? Yes, yes, yeah. And... Yeah, I love the fact that even in the opening intro, they're telling a story. The Raven Queen is weaving a, yeah. a canvas to try and bring, and then she weaves it right against Vecna because that's what the end game is, right? That's end yeah. game. That's and Vecna versus Vox Machina. That's well. Now that I think about it, actually, is Vecna versus the Raven Queen because she? Yeah, of course, definitely. Yeah. Right. Because Ve- it's always been the case. Yeah, because always, yeah. Vecna is uh, the Against god of undeath. Undeath, and right? she is yeah. the god of death. Yes, it's a clash. Natural death. Yes, natural death. Right? Yes. Yeah. So that's why I love <sighs> it so much. It's that story is so well, and then they do it so well in the intro. Yeah, and I mean there is a nod to all critters out there who have ever watched Campaign One. Yes, that's the whole mission. The whole that is the big, big story. Yeah, yeah, the big picture, the overarching theme, and it is so amazing. There's a story oh. in the in the opening scene. That I is don't know. Crazy, Do, right? ha, have they released the Have they released the opening title sequence on YouTube? I don't know. I don't think they might until the end of it. But you know, who knows, right? I think actually they may have. Well, okay, we'll find out. So we go right into the episode right after the opening title sequence, and it is Vox Machina going towards the Council of Taldori. And <laughs> talking about how they know the beast is a blue dragon. We know. Yep. I love and that so much. Again, not so important part. Full crazy shenanigans. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak up. You said it already. They, it's, vo- it's Fox Machina. They're going to have a shit ton of shenanigans. This reminds me a bit of Final Space, where when the nonsense comes, it's full on yes. nonsense <laughs> yes when the but when it comes to the, all the critical moments especially with a boy with a family no pun intended like, yeah but yes but definitely I mean that's what her. makes shows good yeah. that you're able to not take yourself seriously enough that you can make fun of yourself like with doors <laughs> yeah and then you take yourself seriously enough to go through big emotional moments like avenging a boy's death yeah that, those kinds of things, right? Yeah, and they nailed it perfectly. And Definitely. It's an amazing style. The style itself. Stylistically, it's, it's very Critical Role. It is, yeah. And very Vox Machina specifically. Specifically Vox Machina as yeah. well, yes. It's very Vox Machina. Oh, man. Oh, I love the part when they 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 walked out of the Council of Taldori's room mm-hmm. and you see the two guys just playing with Trinket. Yo, little details that is amazing. Oh, and yeah. by the way, Matt Mercer is Trinket. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, reprising his role as Trinket. Definitely. Again. He's one of the voice actors <laughs> who've played Trinket before and it's so amazing. The <laughs> other, of course, being Travis Willingham. 
Did he? I can't remember. Yes. He did. Travis Billingham as Trinket. And then he. there was one of the few moments in the Critical Role campaign where Sam Regal broke down into uh, just crazy <laughs> laughter. But I digress. Okay. Yeah. So that then they were discussing. And when they told Vax and Pike to go to Gilmore's, right? Of course, first of all, they're going to Gilmore's. I love it. I mean, yeah, we we they had uh, they had us at Gilmore. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And when they were walking up, you see Vax and Pike, you know, kind of playing with each other. Yes, flicking their yeah. each other ears. Vax or was flicking Pike's ear because she was teasing him for Gilmore and everything. Yeah, I love that. You really get to see the emotions or the relationships on display between not just the main couple goal, mm-hmm. the couple. The couple pairings, yep. but between each character, because I've always loved Vex and Pike's relationship. Yeah, you know, whenever Pickle and String Bean, yep, they always had their relationship. And when Vex wanted to, Vex was heading towards a dark place. He was trying to turn to Pike. Yeah, and he was trying to find Pike, and he was trying to follow into the footsteps of of Serenade, the Everlight, yeah, actually. That's right, yeah. And their relationship was always one of Vex always looks up to Pike. Yes, that's very, very... And I love it so much. And I love to see all the relationships kind of falling into place with everything, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it I, so I much. I mean, Pike has always been the moral compass of the group. Definitely. And I love that in the show, it shows that as well. Yep. Yeah. In the very first scene, actually. the After the bar fight. But yeah, let's go back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and I mean, that's the starting point. Right. Uh, okay, and then we reach Gilmore's. Oh my goodness. So many Easter eggs. <laughs> yeah. So many. Okay. You get the Triceratops skull. You, you, you get, get the sprinkle, sprinkle in the corner. with. So there's the Traveler. Then you get Tusk Love. Yep. And you get to see, honestly, the, the picture looks like Ford and it Jester. Is, it is Ford and Jester. 100%. Ford and Jester. But can't be. They are 20 years uh, they only they only become a couple twenty years. Hey, you don't know, you man. Dudamancy can just bring you back in time, and oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. They could probably be the author. Spoiler well. for campaign two. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Avengers things can happen. Exactly. Uh, end game things can happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that they were. I love that they did all that. Mm-hmm. It's such a big not. I love it when a series does all these. It's definitely fan service. Yeah. Right? But it's fan service done right. Yeah. And I love it so much. Oh my goodness. When I saw when I saw Sprinkle, I was so excited and so happy. I was squealing in my chair the first <laughs> yeah. time I saw Sprinkle. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, my head kind of stuck with Tusk Love, actually. I'm yeah. Just la- I'm just laughing like, what the Tusk Love is and here? <laughs> Pike's reaction while reading it. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> and of course, Gilmore. Performance-wise, yes. What's, his, what's the actor's name? Do you remember? Moholtra. He is so good at bringing out Gilmore. I think Gilmore is one of the di- most difficult character to pull off, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. Of yeah. course. And Gilmore is... A fan really, favorite? Honestly speaking, you know, not only a fan favorite, he's a cast favorite, he's a fan favorite. He is one of my favorites. I have tried to emanate Gilmore in so many different characters. Yeah. In in like so many different characters that I've played before, yeah, and it's just Sunil Moholtra did such an amazing job, yeah, as Gilmore. I would, I mean, for me personally, right, because everybody has their own image of Gilmore in the head, mm-hmm. right. M- of course, I feel Matt does the perfect Gilmore, right, mm-hmm. because he is Gilmore for sure. Abria did an amazing job mm-hmm. in Exandria Unlimited, yep, and Sunil Moholtra did. 
an amazing, amazing job. Yeah. As Gilmore. But if you're asking me, right, my preference is that I wished that they had kind of a deeper, kind of s- silkier, smoother voice to Gilmore because that's the way Matt did it. Yeah. I, I know. I know what you mean because that, that's the comparison, right? Matt. Yes. I'm yeah. going to compare everything to Matt, right? Yeah. But Sunil Maholtra, just as fabulous, just as glorious. Yeah. I are so amazing. <laughs> and okay, Gilmore constantly flirting with Vex. I need, I need more of that. <laughs> I need so Definitely. much more of that. And I can see, I love Pike's involvement in that whole <laughs> flirting <laughs> yeah. when she has to keep bumping in and say, hi, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. See, they keep like, it's I, okay, it's Gilmore. He doesn't not care. He doesn't. He yeah. definitely cares. But it's just, it's so inconsequential. The only mm-hmm. thing he's focusing on is Vaxil Dad. My handsome half-elf friend. Yeah. Right? Oh my goodness. I need more <laughs> Gilmore. And the more Gilmore they give us, the more you get to see the relationship between Vex and Gilmore. Just makes me look forward so much to the Rakshasa. Oh my goodness. Which I don't know how they're going to accomplish because they did skip over the trial of the take. Uh-huh. Which was supposed to be where they meet the crack hammer arc yeah. before yeah. the Briarwood. Briarwoods yeah. arc, which was the first arc in the campaign of Critical Role. Yeah, and they 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 skipped out on that. Yeah. They went from Creek straight to Briarwoods. Yeah, and just oh, they have to have, they're gonna have to have. I okay. That's a that's the thing. I I okay. I hope there will be some form of that, but you know. It's a side arc, you know? It's not the main arc. Yeah, but okay. See, the side arcs in Critical Role are amazing as well. No, I, yeah, I'm saying it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing, but looking at uh, animation, I don't know how many episodes, they, how many seasons they're going to have. It's true, yeah. yeah. I really do hope we get to see Hotis though. Oh my goodness. Ew, he is such a good character. And he comes back so much. And they had to go yeah. into... They had to go into hell to kill him. Finally. Yeah. So... Eh. I mean, whatever they do, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But yep. I really hope, I just really hope to see that. Yeah. Right? My, my expectation is a bit lower. I'm just very happy if we can get to see the Chroma Conclave. Which yeah. I think we will. Definitely. <laughs> Come on. You can't, you, okay, here's the thing. You're definitely going to be seeing Chroma Conclave, right? But the thing is, I really hope we get to see Vecna as well. Oh, yeah. Because that will be the other yeah. major big bad. But that would also mean we get to see Tarion Darrington. Yes, I really hope we get to see. I really hope we get to see Terry because Doty. Because honestly speaking, yeah. if you're going straight from Chroma Conclave in an animated sense, for a story point from a story driven point of view, you go from Chroma Conclave to Vecna, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. That means you skip out on the whole Terry art. Yeah, we'll okay. We'll we'll see how we did. Either way, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And if I want to watch Terry, I'll just go back to watch Critical Role. Yep. So, agree. <laughs> okay, we'll go back to the episode. Right, mm. we you see. Grog stealing the cask of ale from Mercer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Without any consequences. Exactly. And I, I love it. It's just again, the, the nonsense is just full of nonsense. Yeah. And okay, <sighs> whenever it comes to... Okay, in particular, right? Most animated series, everyone is such uh, on the ball and amazing character. You don't often see buffoons. <laughs> yeah. 
who are like just psych random characters. Yeah. This Matthew Mercer character is kind of a buffoon. Yeah. You know, he gets peed on, he gets yeah. a cast taken from him, he is a coat check guy, yeah. or weapon check guy, whatever. Yeah. But I love it when they have these kinds of characters. Yeah, it's like my cabbages, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like that from like yeah. Avatar Last Avenger. My cabbages guy. I love it so much. Yeah. And I love it that it's really it looks it is freaking Mercer. I, I mean, yeah. In fact I, I I don't even mind if all the NPCs look like Matthew Mercer, even though I would have loved it if Matthew Mercer voiced everyone. <laughs> That's what all the cast wanted. Yeah, but well. alas, okay, no, I'm very okay. happy with the cast we got anyway. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I, I'm just joking in the sense. Of course, so. I'm not, lot, but <laughs> <laughs> I really, I would have loved it. Yeah. But, you know, if I want that, I'll watch Critical Role. <laughs> okay, and then we get to Scanlan and Grog outside of Krieg's house. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah, I and love that scene. Grog begging for the sandwich, by the way. I love that, that so is, much. Yeah, and he's whimpering as yeah. well. Oh, Travis Willingham is such a such a gem. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Him being Grog. Yeah. Yeah. I love it that Grog is this rough I've I've said this so many times to you, but Grog is this battle hungry, kind of driven by battle and blood and rage fueled much like monster of a man mm-hmm. but he also has this other side whenever he's talking to Scanlan and Pike. He becomes <laughs> yeah. this like little baby boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love that so much. Travis yeah. Willingham is such an amazing performer. Yeah. I mean, you can see it with the way Grog interacted with the party and when Pike described what Grog really wants is just to kill people. Yeah. Pretty I much. Mean, yeah. <laughs> that was Keyleth, by the way. Oh, sorry. Keyleth, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then we get to, oh my goodness, the party and the first door. Yep. The whole party just struggle and struggle against doors. Thank you so much, crit- Critical Role put that in definitely there was <laughs> that is the main villain of crit of the vox machina yeah doors okay exactly yeah and so so scanlan trying to unlock the door with bardic magic doesn't work keyleth trying to heat the metal and burning scanlan such <laughs> a keyleth yeah. moment i love that yeah. so much man they're really making it through the characters and it's yeah. just amazing and vex vex shouting it's just a damn door yeah. Right? <laughs> My goodness, that's so... And all you need is a vex to take the toothpick and just Pick the lock. Yeah, the exactly. All you need is a little bit of finesse. Just a little bit of finesse. Right, yeah. And then, oh, the you get into the main portion of the episode where... Yes, everything becomes follow serious. Fins, yeah, you yeah. follow Fins into the dungeon. Mm-hmm. And then Fins trying to defend himself. Trying to explain himself. Explain, yeah. And then what, do you get, what does he get for it? A blade through the body. Yep. Just right from the back, straight through. Yeah. And the first one to react in those in the, in this kind of thing? Vax. Yeah, no, okay. But first, here's right. the thing though. I'm really happy that they didn't immediately say like, oh, you killed him, you're the bad guy. Vax yeah. was, oh, oh, that's really good technique. Yeah. How do you keep so stealthy with exactly, yeah. that armor? Yeah. And it was only because of Vex's primeval awareness. Yeah. Then that's, that's where he react. Yeah. And yeah, it's so true to the their game as well. Vaxeldan is the most proactive character. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And then he's the one that doesn't reap any repercussion of fight of meteor swarms. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know why? Just yeah. finesse. It, it, yeah. It's just a finesse. Or a level seven skill of a rogue. <laughs> uh, yeah. But really it's just finesse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we get into the basement where they chase Creek. And Creek is missing, but 
There was uh, Easter oh, my eggs. Goodness. There was so there was that that rug on the floor. Oh, my first the moment I saw the rug, I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my goodness! I I, I freaked out because yeah. Chroma Conclave is happening. It's gonna happen. It's definitely gonna. I knew it was gonna happen for sure, but I was panicking when I saw that. I really just. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's like, I, oh, I yeah. can't wait to see that. But also, yeah. I don't want to see that. Man, I can't wait for Chroma yeah. Conclave. I was panicking because it confirmed. You know, I like to make hypotheses. You know, whenever we look at shows, we in my head like, okay, this may happen, but the moment there's a confirmation, it's something else. You know, most definitely the carpet. Oh my goodness. Ooh, I can't and, wait to watch. And later on, yeah. But okay, let's the room, yeah. And using uh detect magic, detect magic mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, I and I did I we did talk about this, but I wonder if one of those chests that were magical houses the Githyanki yeah, yeah, skull Githyanki. with the gem in the eye. Yeah, we'll we'll find out in uh at the end of uh Brywood's arc. Yeah when they come back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can't wait for that. I think I th- Okay, we'll get back, we'll get to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we they go through the dragon's horde, and then you see the gems, the conclave gems with the. Oh and my you see goodness. Raishan's eye. Yeah. Oh. That was my the second goodness. confirmation that that uh chroma conclave is gonna happen in this animated series. And okay, honestly speaking, I remember them finding the eye. Mm-hmm. That was when they went back. I believe. After the briar woods up, yeah. they saw the eye. Yeah. But they put them putting them it here. <sighs> no. Amazing. Eh, really? They saw the eye after Briarwood up? I think so. If I'm not okay, this is if I remember correctly. Is they started talking about the gem and the eye thing. And I didn't get it. And then later on there was it was explained that that actually happened pre-stream. Right. Okay, maybe so, you're right, yeah. So this actually we get to see the moment where Keyleaf mm-hmm. saw the eye. And because and right, yeah, happened, no, you're right, you're right, yeah. And I, I think this is the moment where later on, uh, at least in the in the game, when Chroma Conclave attack, yep. attack, Keely was so guilty. That yes. Is it is it because of us? Is it us screwing up, getting caught in that den that causes Chroma Conclave to come? Mm-hmm. I remember that was such a big emotional thing. It was also yeah. then. It was when I believe it was. When did they go to? I think it was when they were around the Craghammer arc mm-hmm. where they went close to the elemental plane of fire mm-hmm. where they saw kind of Thordak fly over this massive, massive red dragon. Oh, yeah. Right? So they skipped over that as well because yeah. they went straight from Creek to Briarwoods. So they, they missed out on I the... I completely forgot yeah. about that. I I would have loved to see that, but... No, I think this is this is good enough indication. This is really good enough. But they did mention they they did point out that Alora had faced dragons before. Yeah, and that was years ago. Yeah, and so that's Thordat. Yeah, that's another Thordat confirmation. Oh my goodness! We got to see Brimscythe. We got to see Raishan's eye. We have a mention of Thordat. Yeah, Conclave is coming. Ah, I can't <laughs> wait to see Raishan. Honestly, ooh, Raishan's gonna be amazing. I wonder who's gonna voice Raishan. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. Oh my goodness! So anyway, the battle. Y- yeah, sorry. That battle. Yeah. Um, gonna, <laughs> the battle with against Brimscythe. Oh my goodness! That was the final part where they f- got their shit together. Scan him with the misdirect. 
You mean when they finally don't get their shit together? Yes. They finally <laughs> do it the box walking away. Yeah. Not getting their shit together. Yeah. Scanlan with the misdirect. So Scanlan. Yeah. And then uh, Percy and Keyleth. Keyleth trying to hype herself up. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Yeah. With the, with the thorn whip and then Percy dropping the... Doing the exact same thing against what Grimscythe did to the party. Yep, with the rocks. Perfect. Payback, you know? right? Yeah, payback, yeah. Rather than shooting him, shoot the rocks, make the rocks fall on his wings, pin him down. Yeah. And then you see Vax running up. Vax running up and then he might not... There was a giant boulder that was about to smash him. And I think there's a... F- okay, again, talking about tactics from uh, Brimscythe. Yeah. Brimscythe purposely shoot his yeah. beam at the top. Yes. At the ceiling so that it kind of... Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So it'll fall down and nobody can attack him from the front, right? So, but then... They didn't count on Vex being as dexterous as he is. And with, with of the course. backup of <laughs> Skeleton! Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. And smashing it and throwing Vex. Yeah. <laughs> and then him just running up everything with Pike's blessing of Vex's arrows. Yeah. And the creme de la creme. I oh. would like to. Rage! Oh my goodness. I love that so much, man. Same. Yeah. And... And yeah, uh, I think I think it's just super meta for me uh, because it's... It's... It's it's normally what the player will say in a game. For example, I mean, I would like to rage. It's a Travis Willingham... It, he coined the phrase. He coined the phrase, because but it's not Grok saying. It's, it's Travis saying because that's part of the mechanic of the game. Yeah, but it and eventually became a Grok thing because Travis kept doing it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I'm saying that it's so awesome to yes. see that being part of this animated show and we just, I would like to rage and... Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it so much, man. And when he just jump and taking big steps. Yep. And him with the final blow. Yeah. What an amazing battle, man. It really showcased everyone's full ability to their class. And yeah. Oh, I and love it so much. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing that all the battles are not overly like slicing and uh, dicing right, throughout yes. so many enemies and all that. It's just one crazy big guy and they have to figure out ways that is Definitely, interesting yeah. or even outsmarting yep. the the opponent, you know, to... Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. And okay, they beat Brimscythe, right? Yeah. Grok taking the, the, the tooth. Yeah. Them, and then the whole world coming down on them. And what does Vex do? Take the gold. Loot. And, and run first. Yep. <laughs> Take the loot and run. Keep herself safe. And that moment with yeah. Vex and the coin. Yes. Again, serious moment. Uh, it's amazing. <sighs> that's such a Vex thing. Yeah. You know? It reminds me of him and Kainan Lior. Yeah, exactly. Right? When when he Hopefully tries he to make reparations, yeah. he does it with everything, every fiber of his being. Yeah. And that is such a Vex thing. Yeah. I, uh, him and that and his guilt, yes. those are the th- two things that drive Vex yeah. into becoming what like a protagonist, like an anime protagonist. protagonist. Yeah. They are so by themselves, you leave it to themselves. Without unattended, you leave Vox Machina unattended. They're just a bunch of chaos nonsense people. They're part of idiots. Yeah, bunch of idiots exactly. Yeah, and they are. They are to be honest, they are quite close to a dragon because they will be a super egocentric as yes. a group. 
Like the, <laughs> the first scene. Yep. Barkeep, another round for Vox Machina, the greatest band. Of, like, who who does that? And they don't even have any gold with them or exactly. any money. And they have to steal the pouch which only contain two three, silver. Three, three, three silver. silver. Yeah. <sighs> and then, okay. Yeah. Okay, but let's we yeah. get to the end of the episode. Oh. With the Briarwoods. Yeah. That, okay, this is the part where you mentioned earlier, right? Where yeah. You mentioned... This is the first time we get to see the other side of the story. Right. You get to see the story from the perspective of pr- the antagonist, particularly. Oh, At this that. moment, was the Briarwoods. Yeah. And them uh, making their entrance into Imon. Yeah. With Silas and Delilah just chilling mm-hmm. in the back of a carriage. Yeah. And Desmond in front r- pulling them in. Oh. And Silas just. I really, like you mentioned, really pity that, that, that <laughs> yeah. those bandits, man. <laughs> Wrong carriage, man. They have no, they had no idea what they were getting into. Yeah, and just wrong place, wrong time. Yep. Oh, un- poor unfortunate souls, man. Uh, they must have been scared the shit out of the moment he just appeared right in front of the one of their friends. Yeah, like come put on, their, his hand through that the guy's stomach, exactly. cutting him in half. And no, he what? bit and he bit into his neck and drank yeah. his blood. Oh, then he then they didn't I mean they didn't have very long to be afraid though I mean a few seconds but yeah, yeah because no I mean like a split second later Silas just picks up the freaking tree Lock, in the way yeah. and smashes them to bits yeah <sighs> and oh my goodness Matthew Mercer was and his voice of Silas Briarwood yeah oh yes that's perfection man yeah and speaking of voice. Lady uh, Delilah Brywood. Right, that's right. Her voice. Greg Griffin. Greg Griffin. That was right. Oh my god. Amazing, amazing voice. Yeah. And perfect casting. I, I, to be honest, she had me the moment she mentioned about the, the analogy in the YouTube saying it. Right. Uh, yeah, Lady Brywood is like, it's like a cat. Yeah, I can kill you now, but I, I will just let, I will just, I will just want to play around with you first. Yeah. I'll kill you later. Oh, that is so perfect. Exactly. You know? Oh, I can't wait for... Yeah. So that's the end of episode... Yeah. Well, okay, no, one more thing. Delilah was wearing that necklace mm. with residuum on her neck. Yeah. Oh. Okay, we know what residuum does. And with her using that, I was deathly afraid of what it might do. Because don't forget, if you stick enough residuum into a person's arm, they become a Volstrucker. Okay, I can't remember. That's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah, okay. Matter. We'll, yeah. Let's move on to episode three, right? Amazing. Uh, a very nice beginning. Uh, getting Percy's the nightmare story. Yeah, that's nice. No, I mean, uh, in terms of story writing, right, 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 okay. right is okay. Because I'm looking, all of us know exactly Percy's uh, story, yeah. but because we are critters. But this show is, I'm really hoping it talks to all the non critters because. Definitely, they need context. A, yeah. They need definitely. And when they see that context, oh, man, I think it's, it's an amazing way to. Sh- tell a backstory actually there are also a lot of critters who, who've only ever watched campaign 2 and never watched campaign 1 that's very so very this true. is this yeah. would be a really good way of introducing that's them true. to campaign 1 so that they go back and watch campaign 1 yeah, yeah. but yes context is always key mm. and I love the fact that they showed happy Dororos yeah mm-hmm. we've never seen that before and you get to see Ripley yes thank you one of my favourite feelings though. yep you get to see Ripley in Percy's Nightmare <laughs> yeah. oh, right. Ripley is the one who stabbed his mum through yes. the neck yes I believe so yeah bad dream in his dream yeah I don't even I don't know if that's 
actual factual but in his dream that's the one that she was the one who murdered Joanna yeah ah okay then we move on to ball tag thank yous again once more to put this in uh, I l- this is a running joke it's an inherently whole. it's an inherently vox machina thing to do yeah no other party ever nope. been this stupid <laughs> no other party named themselves the shits either okay <laughs> so true so yeah no other party definitely ever did ball tag but yes yeah. and then when Alora comes that's the biggest and they find their biggest enemy again yeah second time yep doors thank you so much once more I love all these running gags being placed in anime yep <laughs> uh, anime no uh, yeah, animation animation yeah. yeah I love that when Grog blasts the door down it doesn't face Alora one bit yeah I, I mean she faced dragons true and it's Alora but yeah, yeah Alora, I love yeah. that it doesn't face her one bit <laughs> yeah <sighs> yeah and I, I love it Percy here where he got so excited over something that's oh High end, high, yep. uh, high society high stuff. High societies, yeah. Uh, diplomacy and all that. Uh, He's so excited about it. Uh, I mean, reliving his old life, I suppose. Yeah, he was that's always up, yeah. that's always what he likes. He's yeah. a fan of this. Yeah, I remember the first time he met Zara in the Trial of the Take. The first thing he wanted to do was see if she had noble blood in her. <laughs> I remember that very clearly. <laughs> That's because that's who Percy is. He yeah. cares about this kind of stuff. I mean, he grew up in this country. Definitely, yeah. He's a, he's a noble. Yeah. yeah. The only one, other one who cares about it in Vox Machina is... Well, maybe... Well, not the same, but okay. Vex definitely cares about this. Like yes. titles and nobility and yes, everything. Maybe yes, Scanlan, yeah. but not really. Scanlan just wants... Huh, come on, the meat man. No, he got no... He doesn't care about all these things. Oh, he cared about the meat man. Uh, oh, it, yes, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't a nobility, but it was a title. <laughs> no, but he used that title just to... Okay, anyway, we... We're, yeah, we're getting off yeah, track, yeah. right? Okay. So, we go straight to the dinner when they have to check in... We have to check in their weapons with poor Matt Mercer. <laughs> and then we get straight into there and then you see... There's so many things that happen in there. They announce... Uh, Grey Spine from Craghammer. Yeah. And then you have Fort Daxio, which yeah. of course is for Riskel Daxio. And then right there, after Percy has his whole trying to reign in the party, you hear from Whitestone. That scene, right? Oh. It's so yeah. cinematic, man. With yeah. that like kind of forehead down shot yeah. of Percy and the beads of sweat and him reaching for his gun immediately. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That that image of panic was so well done. I yeah I agree and I think the soundtrack as well helps. Definitely, it was perfect because I remember feeling so uncomfortable watching it, uh, watching Critical Role in this. I mean, this episode. Yeah, and yes. I get the same feeling once again. Definitely, here. Yeah. I remember the Briarwoods. Briarwoods arc is the whole sense of suspense and tension. Yeah, it's heavy in the air. It's only ever kind of really repeated when you get back to Vecna. Different though, different. I mean, there is a tension and yes, suspense yes, in yeah. the air as well. Yeah. 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 Ah, and then, <sighs> then Vex going to try and stealthing off to f- seek out for his own answers <sighs> and them saying the safe word. Chenga. Chenga. Very yeah. important distinction. Chenga. Yeah, Chenga. So, okay, so no lawsuits, please. <laughs> Chenga. Yeah. Uh, all these things, I love all these things that Grok says. Yeah. 
I mean, Chenga, very soon bidet. Yes. <laughs> and then you get to the dinner where Percy was just staring down, staring daggers oh, at yeah. Lady and Lord Briarwood. And yeah. it's just like the game, right? Yes. Everything that has happened to this, it's so true to the game. Yeah. It's slightly different, yes, but it's so true to the game. Right? Percy yeah. was staring daggers at them. Yeah. Non-stop. And then the Jenga thing happened as well. Yes. All of this, oh, I love that. Thank you so much for staying so true to the game. Yeah. But changing the few things and making it better as well. Yeah. And I remember feeling like, I remember I was so scared for Vax because he was Definitely, in the room yeah. with, and he was so, by himself. I remember by himself, he was so powerless against uh, Silas. I, rem- I remember yes. that. Yeah. And but if yeah. when I when I think of this moment in critical role in the campaign, it was Seeker Assume helping them with this as well. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Right. So Seeker Assume was aware of the yes, what was right, going yeah, on. Yeah. Vax turned invisible, and I believe Percy used Scanlan's hat of disguise to look like Vax. Right. I, I That's mean, why the yeah. just to be safe, so that the Briarwoods wouldn't know he's Percy. Right. Yes. I, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Right. But they didn't need to go through that because this is again, it's an animation. They can tell a story however they want, and they did it perfectly. Yeah. They need to get the crux of the story, which, which is again, yeah, Percy, and Briarwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love in this episode you get to see Vexalia's observant feet in action. Yeah. You get to see you saw her noticing Desmond. Desmond walk up the stairs with the Briarwood's trunk and noticing that they, that they might be staying the night. Yeah. And secondly, when they were talking in whispered tones at, the, at their side of the table, she was the only one covering her mouth mm-hmm. because I believe in Observant, it gives you the ability to read lips. Yep. And she doesn't want anybody to know what they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. Little these, details. These subtle nods. Yeah. I live for them. I love them so much. I think these are always uh, things that separate a good show from an amazing from a great show yeah. show yeah and true to the form of Critical Role again you see Simon the belt Simon mm, the snake oh belt oh my god thank you. yes with I his little this. eye patch yeah oh my goodness it's adorable because yeah. I believe they've they made a reference that Simon kind of looked like Snake, snake Pliskin before so they, I love that they made him they made Simon look like Snake Pliskin as well just an amazing <laughs> touch hat, like tip of the hat for you yeah. guys again Really amazing. <laughs> and I was telling Ned earlier uh, as well, like the whole sequence where Vax was trying to go into the rooms where he was following the guards from behind, like shadowing him, yes. hiding, and then going to the go- door and very confidently allow Simon to distract the guard mm-hmm. and going in. I think there's always every D&D player, whoever plays a stealthy character, yep. they want to do this. Yeah, They want this moment, that kind of moment where yep. I'm so confident that I will it right because he, he's confident of his abilities he knows yeah. he can do it but if I'm not mistaken in the campaign he did lose Simon here right yeah, yeah. and then Vex got it back for him Vex got it back for Vex and gave it back to him later on yeah yeah. but this is, that's neither here nor there just a fun fact yes anyway you go back to the dinner table where Uriel was talking to Silas and you see the vampire charm ah uh, yeah again when moments where you get to see the antagonist side of the story. Right. Because oh. it was never mentioned in the campaign. It was... I, okay, it was... Implied. It was implied in the campaign. Yeah. Especially when it came to Seeker Assume as well. Yeah. Because they, this was the whole issue like, oh yeah, Vex was... Put me under a zone of truth. I will tell... I'll, like, put... Cast a spell on me. I'll tell you the truth right now. You know it's true. Then they were... That's not how we do things here. And Vex was very frustrated with this. 
extremely frustrated. And then they said, yeah, we're going to, let us let let us heal Seeker Assume and then he will vouch for us. Mm. And then they healed Seeker Assume and immediately Assume was like, no, they're not speaking the truth still because he, Assume knows that this is a very delicate matter and if he would speak out at it, to anything now, it would, yeah. It will not work in favor of Vox Machina. Yeah. That's why he just suggested to them to go with the flow for now. I love that. You get to see this in action. You get to see the vampire charm in action with uh, Silas and Uriel. Mm. Oh, amazing. And then you cut back to Vex, who was playing around with the chest, knocking it, checking it for traps. Once again, amazing nod yes. to D&D. Then he manages to find the trick, open it up, yeah, and you see, oh, you see the sc- you see the raven skull, oh, you see the blood vials, <laughs> you see the residuum, and, and you see the book with the skull on it. And as he 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 just looks through the sc- looks through, as he looks through the book, you cut back to the dinner where, where Lady Briarwood, Delilah Briarwood was taunting Percy oh. with the story of, yeah. do you know how we came in to be in charge of Whitestone? Oh it was said God. that the Rolos fell ill to a, like... But we, we, we created a story and... To save their face yeah, for them hit, because yeah. the kids the they, kids robbed the treasury and everything. Yeah, they are, they are so tired of rulings and then the kids uh, robbed the treasury. Yeah, and, and left, their, left their whole city to rot. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She is... And then... What a bitch, man. But that's and that's the whole cat thing. I mean that Yeah. That playing with its playing not, kill, not going for the kill, just y- playing with it. Yeah. Oh, what an evil <sighs> I love character. It so much. Yeah. And really Greg Griffin, amazing. Like, I think it's perfect casting, perfect honestly. Casting. And the animation of Li- Delilah Briarwood look playing with her wine glass. Raising it up against the light to check oh the wine. Oh my goodness! You see the yeah. reflection of it on her face, the red on her face. Yeah. Oh, amazing! So amazing. And then they walk back from there. They excuse themselves and walk back to the room. They walk past the mirror, and Silas is not in the mirror. Details. Details, man. Oh my goodness! Yeah. One thing I I will bring up this later, but it's kind of not another thing that's here and over there, but. You find Vex flipping through the book and it says, you see the skull and it says the whispered one, right? I mean, that's... uh, We kind of know that they're looking at Chroma Conclave and they are hoping for Vecna to be in the animation. Please, Amazon. If you... (laughs) Jeff Bezos. Please, power. (laughs) Please, (laughs) I don't know who's your CEO for your Prime Video. Please, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) We will will no longer say shit about Amazon. I will say only good things for Amazon, but please, Vecna. <laughs> <laughs> please, Vecna, make yourself <laughs> materialize in Amazon Prime and control everyone. <laughs> and then, oh, I remember watching that scene on Critical Role with Vex being alone against Delilah and Silas. Yeah. And him just, oh yeah, I forgot the little pillow mints. Well, you're a good looking couple. He actually said that, and I love that they brought it over to the yeah. animation. The animation, and another thing, another D and D thing, right? He gets charmed by Silas, and in the moment Silas, and then Silas bites him, and then the charm disappears. Yep. Yes, yes. <sighs> ah, amazing. Then you get down to the battle on the ground. Vex <sighs> is bleeding out, and yeah. then Pike goes over to help him. Yeah. 
And what he says is such a vex thing, right? Yeah. Thanks, Pickle. I had him where I wanted him. I had him right where I wanted him, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. such a vex thing, man. Yep. And I, the whole battle was amazing, of course. You get to see Craven Edge, right? Mm, I think there's Rock a standout moment. Edge. Yes. Yeah. I, oh. Especially, there's so many scenes where they specifically show Craven Edge taking in the blood, yes. growing bigger, yes, and stronger. And it's, I mean, it's the, that's the exact description we get to hear in the critical role itself. Definitely. Uh, I used to look at it. Oh, I didn't have this in the in the book, but in the fan arts itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to I used to see it, but I've never seen it animated. I, yeah, it's and it's <sighs> it's the yeah. perfect medium for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I love it so much, man. With them, the blood seeping into the blade and growing bigger. Yeah. I know, and Silas saying, my blade thirsts. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, the battle with Grog and Silas, Grog thinking, oh, you only have a sword, yeah. and Silas just sli- slashing him and realizing, Grog realizing, shit. It's this. more than just a sword, yeah. And he, Silas is a powerful guy yep. as well. And but then when he got shot, mm-hmm. I love that part because... When he healed back, yeah. And, and I think someone said, oh, that's not good. Pike. Pike, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. I love so many, th- so many things in this fight because one, Cravenage is used on Grog, mm. that and we all know where that's headed, yeah. right? Two, you get to see Percy shoot, shoot Silas because he doesn't know what he is, mm-hmm. but and you get to see him heal. Yeah. Three, I think Pike casts holy weapon on Grog's axe, yep. and he hits Silas, mm-hmm. and Silas does not heal. Oh yes, yeah, that is amazing. That's Right? Yeah. That is amazing. Again, details because of D&D and... Right. And Perfect. four, Delilah's powers are residuum empowered spells. Yeah. That's why it's more powerful. You get to see that maybe the residuum might be her focus. Yeah. And it does, the power is coming out from the spells. Yeah. The spell is coming out from the gem, rather. Mm-hmm. And then blasting that spell through Pike to hit the holy symbol. Yeah. Breaking her... Yeah. Her focus. Her focus, yeah. That is such a genius move on the part of Delilah. Because she just takes away the healer. She takes away the healer's ability to heal. Yeah. She makes her job so much easier. It, sh- it shows what an intelligent... Th- again, the tactics, right? Yeah. She's a smart combatant. She's not just some cleaving, dull-witted... Oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. Delilah is such an amazing character. And together with Silas, who is so confident and so yes. powerful... Yeah. Oh, it's it's perfect. They, 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 actually, their, their teamwork is amazing. Of course. They are the couple that broke the world. Yeah. Oh, I love that. man. I can't wait for that to happen. Oh my goodness. Right? Yeah. But I love... Okay, and them looking exactly like Laura and Travis from the Halloween episode. <laughs> that was just some freaky shit, man. I love that so much. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> right? And then, of course, they managed to get away. Mm-hmm. But they leave behind Desmond. Yeah. Desmond, who now, unfortunately, has to face Percy. Yeah. And, oh, he, something that they did very accurately is the key leaf casting. Wall the of Thorns. Wa- wall of Thorns. Yeah. Preventing uh, the Briarwood. Yeah. yeah. And then stopping Percy from actually, yeah. Reaching the Briarwoods. Yeah. Yes. And when Percy puts on his mask. And the smoke starts to seep from his collar and his sleeves. And the shadow. And the shadow starts to grow. Mm-hmm. And Orthax rears his head 
Yeah. <sighs> Percy has such a rich backstory. And you know what's the most f- horrible, fucked up thing? It kind of all hit him all at once. Mm. Morthax hit him at once. Like, I can't wait. I was talking to you about this later, just now. I can't wait for the next part where Percy has to create the list. Yeah. Because he will be making the list and he'll be using the list on every one of the Briarwoods and the Briarwood up. Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for that. When they're on house arrest, he'll be making that and then they'll do the, maybe they'll do the rock thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll go shopping for mirrors. Who knows, (laughs) right? Who's going to shop for mirrors in this group? Nobody. (laughs) Thankfully, there won't be that. Hopefully, I not. But I really would love to see them with with Vox Mukina. I I mean, I would love it as well. (laughs) I would love to see Vox Mukina. But I kind of not want them to waste an episode on (laughs) that. (laughs) Just saying that's one of my favourite episodes. Episode as Here's well, the yeah. thing also, right? That episode in the Critical Role campaign is very important because it is character growth. Mm. Because they had just picked a fight with the Briarwoods, Vox Machina left that battle being on, at the shit end of a stick. Yeah. And then they were questioning whether they should just dive headfirst into battle every single time. And then they tried to discuss it over with the Rock yeah. and its keeper. Yeah. And they managed to convince him. From then... It, that was the point. I feel that they they realized they didn't they learn something, to, right? Yeah, yeah, they didn't keep need, They didn't need to fight so hard. Yeah. Sometimes they can talk it out. Yep, and it's yeah. an important thing for Hopefully. the party. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna be doing it. I think it's, if you frame it that way, that sounds pretty important as an episode, right? Yeah, but yeah. we'll see. We don't know what's gonna happen for the next three episodes. I I am lo- okay. I've been looking forward since we are talking episodes that we are looking forward to. I am looking forward. To seeing the tree, the sun tree, sun tree, yes, with the, with the figures, hanging bodies, seven figures, yes, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, There's one of my favorite scenes in all of Critical Role that I've been mm-hmm. waiting to see in like animated or mm-hmm. acted out live action, mm-hmm. whatever. And I am, oh my goodness, I can't wait to see that. I also can't wait to see them fighting off harpies on mountainsides. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool to see soon. I'm also looking forward to I don't think I don't know whether this will be so soon but when they were trapped in the acid chamber Vax managed to get out but that was would then be, that would be it will be hopefully soon but that it was be, charm once more, one yeah, more that would be before that would be this arc yeah, right before yeah. the end I, I can't wait to see Scambo I mean <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to see Scambo I can't wait to see Scambo I really can't wait yeah, yeah so that would be amazing and originally, if I'm not mistaken, this was the part where Pike goes off to find herself and she found a temple of Serenray mm-hmm. where she was kind of restoring. Yeah. And that was when Scanlan took the poop so that <laughs> she could he could shit scry on her. Yeah. And that's why Pike was appearing in a non-corporeal form in the Briarwoods fight. Yeah. I, I think they may change that actually. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they changed it. But this is, this, here's the thing. She's gonna need to find a way to repair her. Definitely, and focus. I think she, she, at least in the beginning of this show, she's always very uncertain about yes. uh, Siren, her, uh, holiness. her holiness. Yeah, like yes, yeah, because from the very beginning, the blessing of the house. Yep. Uh, then whenever healing, whenever she tried to heal someone, she will say, "Please let it work. Please let yes, it work." Yeah. It's not as if like, "Okay, I will heal you." Yep. I love that. It's very subtle, but mm-hmm. we are 
it's it's there, it's, you know. Yeah, and I can't wait for her glow up. Yeah, I mean, I too. can't wait for her to cast divine intervention and just <laughs> against the thousands <laughs> yep. of skeletons attacking yep, yep, them, yep. right? I can't oh wait for goodness. that. Okay, we're getting a crit roll already. Yeah, although I mean, yeah. okay, we've discussed all three episodes, so yeah. By the way, Tracy Thoms is gonna be the voice of the Everlight. Tracy Thoms is uh oh, one of the best singers I know. Like she was. She was in the she was in Rent and like mm. in the movie production of Rent and her <gasps> voice is just pure gold, man. And oh, I can't wait for that. Uh-huh. But okay, so what is some of your favorite things about? <sighs> okay, we definitely talked a lot about what are our favorite things so far. Mm-hmm. What are some of your other favorite things about these the past three episodes? And what are you looking forward to for the next few episodes? The music, oh, I yes. look forward to Scanlan's all of Scanlan's music. In the show, and at end credit, definitely yes. Because they're oh, always the different. end credits of the end credit of episode three was amazing. By the <laughs> yeah. way, oh, how about I yourself? Look, okay, so the next arc is going to be this arc is the Briarwoods arc. Yeah, right. And every time I think of Critical Role, I always think of this arc as one of my favorite arcs. Mm-hmm. It is not as big and impressive as Chroma Conclave, uh-huh. and it's not as dire and world-ending as Vecna. Yeah, or for sure. But I feel the Briarwood arc was finally when Critical Role. The party stopped being the shits and became Vox Machina. That was right. finally when they become Vox yeah. Machina. And I can't wait to see that. I, I have to be honest with you in terms of this. Uh, because when I first watch it, I just get into RP for the uh, role-playing game for the first time. Right. I know D&D, so I enjoy the Craig Hammer arc a lot. Mm-hmm. Then when I get into Chroma Conclave, it was, oh, it's a horror, it's a bit slow and all that. And then when I start watching a box, I mean, Chroma Conclave, then it was like, oh my god, this can... You know, the epicness. Epic fantasy, yeah. I kind of want to watch it again, actually. The whole, This whole arc in the game. So that oh, yeah. I have a proper... I Probably my opinion will be very different right now yeah. as compared to back then. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, if you want to watch the whole Briarwoods arc again, if you watch it non-stop, no toilet breaks, no food breaks whatsoever, you can finish it in three days. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Hey, I've watched the whole Crit Roll... <laughs> campaign 1, 2, and 3 at least once yeah that's true so, well yeah. now it's the time to bump up those numbers man those are rookie numbers <laughs> I've been watching it 3 times yet oh one more thing that yeah. I can't wait to oh because we I forgot to mention this right yeah Percy saying your soul is forfeit oh yes yeah. right which are, I don't think it was supposed to be for if, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken mm. it wasn't for Desmond yeah mm-hmm. but, but if he's Killing it using all text. I mean, yes. having all text involved. Yeah, his soul is forfeit, man. Yes. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. Here's the thing, right? When they get to the house, one thing that always sticks out to me when I think of the Briarwoods arc is Scanlan vis- using vicious mockery to kill two of Percy's ancestors in ghost form. <laughs> yeah. And one of them being, you are nothing. You are nothing in life. You are nothing in death. And you are just nothing. And you see the ghost kind of whimper and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I then it's kind of felt bad. I, <laughs> I want to see that happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to, but I really want to see that happen. Uh, yeah, okay. And okay, so we, I was, I kind of mentioned this just now. And I, was, mm-hmm. I want to bring it up. So I feel like the whole of first season is going to be the Briarwoods arc. Yep. 12 episodes, Briarwoods, Briarwoods arc. That's good. Mm-hmm. I feel like Right now, they only have season two renewed. Mm-hmm. They haven't had season three renewed, right? Yeah, I think they're going to wait until at least season one is out before mm-hmm. talking about season three. But I really hope that season two and three would be the Chroma Conclave. I hope so too. Right? 
and you get two seasons. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because the Chroma Conclave was a majority chunk of the whole of Campaign One. Yeah, it was about one third of the whole of Campaign One. Yeah, and it's a major event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was well, no, it wasn't one third. It was maybe approximately almost half. It's thirty nine to eighty. No, eighty ninety eight. I believe. No, it's eighty six. Oh, eighty six. Th- yeah, because right. therefore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The disease one. Yep. Is at eighty. So it's like fifty four eighty eighty four eighty five. So, so yeah. it's like fifty episodes out of one hundred fifteen. So yeah, it's that's about, about half. half. Yeah. yeah, that is insane though. Mm. So I really hope they they get to spend seasons two and three on the Chroma Conclave. Hopefully, I don't know. Come on, Be- Jeff Bezos. We need you. <laughs> yes, come on. And then maybe season four. Who knows? Vecna, right? Or maybe a season with Terry. I would love to have a season <laughs> with Terry, right? But I think there's not enough content for it. Okay, who knows? No, I mean, it could be a character-centric season. Yeah. Right? You have Keithus Aramente. Yeah. Or as Sam Regal will do it, her Acapote. <laughs> And yeah. there are so many things that happen in between Chroma Conclave and Vecna. In fact, the import the most important the death of Vex, which causes Vex to forfeit his allegiance to Saren Ray mm-hmm. and in fact offering himself to Raven Queen. Wasn't that in Chroma Conclave art? No, that was uh, in the in the Kraken. Right. Okay. Oh wait, hang on, sorry. No. No, no, no. That's it that's during uh Vecna. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That was during Vecna. Yeah, yeah, I got I got mixed up. Yeah. Someone died during Kraken though. I can't remember. Yeah. Many people died during Kraken. A lot of people went down. And I think... Like died, died. Vex died. Or Vex. I believe Vex died. Right. But it was revivified pretty quickly, if I'm not mistaken. His first death, right? I think so, yes. Well, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Time for a rewatch. But anyway. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I really hope they have... Season 4 have some other storylines. Maybe be character focused. Yeah. Right? Have... Have Keyleth go on her Keyleth go on her Acapote <laughs> and have everything else and have Terry and Darrington come in with Dodie yeah. and do a little stuff. Then you use that season also to set up more mm-hmm. for Fact Nine season five. Hopefully. Yeah. Five season and maybe a movie. Who knows? Maybe, hopefully. That's yeah. what all of us can hope for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway, we digress. We are speculating. Uh I think before we end this, I do kind of want to know what's your favorite other than things we mentioned. You asked me, but you haven't answered yourself. What are my favorite things so far? Yeah, the first three episodes. Your soul is forfeit. The the orthex moment, right? right. right? Yeah. Just orthex oozing out of Percy. That was one. Uh, The the forehead down shot of Percy when the white stone was, Mm. when the the Briarwoods were announced. That was another one of my favorite moments. Mm -hmm. You also have, I think I talked about episode one with the battle. Yeah. With Creek going for the rocks. Yes. Yeah. Collapsing on yeah. the Vox Machina. That is one of my favorite moments of cam- campaign of campaign one of episode one. I think in episode two, honestly speaking, one of them that was really cool was the reveal of the Briarwoods at the end. On I love a good cliffhanger. And to anyone who backed Critical Role having that cliffhanger and for them to have to wait a week I think it was a week for episode three. No, <sighs> a few days. A couple of days, yeah. But yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, two days actually. Yeah. I love Tusk Love. Yeah. And of course, I love the moment where Vax tosses the coin yeah. for the little boy. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And also when the party comes together and beats Krieg, that's mm-hmm. an amazing moment as well. I love it so much. Really Thank you. Uh, really, yeah. honestly, speaking from the bottom of my heart, I have loved Critical Role for many years now. Mm-hmm. Many, many years. I've been a major critter from the beginning. I've been championing their flag and trying to get everybody as everybody I know to watch Critical Role, basically. And I am so happy that I get to watch this iteration of Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Watching Vox Machina, the first D&D party I actually ever fell in love with mm-hmm. become an animated series. And what this stands for, right? Y- yeah. From a how from a home game to a small little stream to a massive company and now making board games, making still carry on the streams, being a non profit foundation and having books under Darrington Press. Yeah. And now this I hope this is a sign. Oh, and comics as well with Dark Horse. Yes. Right. Not forgetting yeah. comics. Yeah. Critical Role Origins. I hope this is a sign for more things to come. Theme park. Yes, Crit Roll Land. <laughs> it is still it is still out there, man. Yes. All Come critters on, will know. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Crit roll crit roll land. Do it. Uh so billionaires out there. Uh Jeff Bezos again, please. <laughs> oh, you, maybe. you love come on, you you come on, you love Critical Role. You love Vox Mark, Legends of Vox Machina, right? Yeah. Give them the exactly. money for Crit Roll Land. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Just you know, what's 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 a little bit of money for you, right? Yeah. It's a little bit to you, it's a lot to them. <laughs> a lot to the rest of us as well. But I honestly I am beyond happy to be watching this. I never expected one I always hoped that one day I'd be able to watch an animated Dungeons and Dragons game. Mm-hmm. And I am beyond ecstatic that I am able to watch one of Vox Machina. <sighs> me too. And again, always very thankful that you got me to watch Crit Roll. Took me a while, but so worth it. Yeah. And for anybody else who has watched Crit Roll or Legends of Vox Machina, if you'd like to talk about it, because we love talking about Dungeons and Dragons, we love talking about Critical Role, and now definitely we're going to be talking about Legends of Vox Machina as much as we can. If you want to talk about it and you want to reach out at us, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at The Podity. That's T H E P O D D I T Y, right? Double D's. One T. And, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of things that we missed out as well. Yeah. Or if there was something we pointed out and that you like that you didn't realize, just let us know, right? Yeah. You can reach and find us on the Polity as well on Twitter and Instagram. So having said that, thank you so much for listening. I really hope all of you enjoy Legends of Vox Machina for the rest of the nine episodes. I know that we will. Mm-hmm. And this has been the Polity More. I'm Nate. I'm Steven. And is it Thursday yet? See you guys. Bye.